Not in my wildest dreams that I thought there is any way or possibility of reconciliation. We're done. We are legally divorced. She's she's withheld my son from me. Um, I I want nothing to do with her. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Tuesday, where you're going to hear a powerful testimony of God's grace revealed in human lives. Each Tuesday, you'll hear Pastor Adam interviewing pastors from around the world to share the mighty miracles that God has done in their lives to give you hope for yours. We share the stories of the men behind the messages you hear every other day on this podcast. Keep in mind that the free version only includes a portion of the whole testimony interview. To listen to the full version, use the links in the show notes to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or Supercast.tech. Every dollar goes to supporting world evangelism. Enjoy today's Testimony Tuesday. And welcome back to the VBPH Sermon Podcast. We are here on Testimony Tuesday, and uh, we are in for another pastor's interview. Uh, we're going to hear the incredible testimony of what God has done, uh, and we are also very blessed and privileged to have uh, a pastor and his wife along for the ride. So this is uh, this is a, a good privilege for us um, to have both at the same time. Sometimes we we have only the pastor many times and then we we have our the other version of our podcast called unsung heroes where we hear from the pastor's wives but uh, we don't often get the pair together so we're very privileged to have <laughs> pastor steve stefan his wife pauline welcome to testimony tuesday thanks for being with us thank you thank you for having us it's an honor well we appreciate the time uh we believe that time is the is our most precious commodity so thank you for spending a little bit with us tonight. Well, t- I say tonight because it's 7 p.m. here on the East Coast, and that means it's 9 a.m. where you are uh, down under, and uh, you are joining us from a motel room, which means uh, which means you are preaching the gospel uh, somewhere, believing God in revival. <laughs> uh, you're based out of the Footscray Church, but uh, tell us a little bit about what God is doing where you are right now. Uh, well, uh, I'm an evangelist uh, from the Footscray Church. I uh, pastored for uh, 10 years, but now I'm an evangelist and I'm preaching revival in a city here in Melbourne called Geelong. Uh, this is a coastal uh, suburb, a lovely place, and it's a, a pioneer work. And uh, we're just seeing the hand of God. We started off on Saturday uh, with a number of impact teams from the local churches, and we had a tremendous time on the streets. Uh, we had over 30 people uh, responding to salvation just on the streets. Um, and uh, at night on Saturday night, we had four saved. Uh, Sunday night, we had uh, returned visitors from Saturday night. So that was exciting. Sunday night, they came back uh, and two more saved. And uh, uh, last night, outstanding. That's uh, same visitors haven't missed a beat and they're enjoying it. They're talking about inviting their friends. So uh, the pastor here is uh, kind of uh, very happy uh, with what's yeah, going on and it's 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 a dream for every Pani pastor to see his very first revival kicking off like that. Oh, lovely! Yeah, that's wonderful. That's very encouraging. And uh, and so you brought your wife along for the revival. That's that's nice. 
Well, she didn't come for the entire revival. She came specifically for this because uh -oh. originally I thought I'm going to be uh, traveling back and forth, but uh, he was gracious enough. Uh, it's about it's about 45 minutes to an hour drive. Uh, so he was gracious enough to say, uh, no, no, I've booked you a, a room to stay. He said, I want you to be fresh. So uh, I'm grateful for that. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, we'll have to send in a love offering because we're, we're now we're, uh, yeah. we're taking some of his time. <laughs> I think it will go a long way. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, again, thank you for taking the time to join us. And we're, um, uh, we're excited to hear what God has done in your life. So why, why don't you take us back? Both of you, you can uh, take a few moments to share about where you're from, what your family life was like growing up and, uh, and you know, where you come from. Terrific, terrific. Well, uh, let, let me just clarify something. Uh, Steve Stefan or Steve Stefan uh, is my name. However, Steve is not actually my first Christian name. Uh, it's just the nickname of my surname. Uh, I come from Cairo, Egypt, uh, and my first Christian name is Fuad, uh, which no one can pronounce. They call me Fuad, Fawood, Food. <laughs> so we made a decision to, um, uh, to make it Steve, to make it easier for everyone. And wherever I work, they, they just uh, refer to me as, as Steve. So okay. I come from a, an Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, it makes it easy for everyone. Uh, I come from an Egyptian background, uh, born and raised. Uh, I was born in 1965 uh, in Cairo and uh, just lived our lives. Uh, my parents were uh, very religious, uh, Catholic. Um, so, so every Sunday at church. Uh, uh, but as you know, it was just attending. No, no, no relationship uh, whatsoever. Grew up as a young man. I uh, went to a private school. Uh, you know, I had a good upbringing. Uh, my my home was stable. Uh, mom, dad, you know, uh, grew up uh, in a in a good home. Um, uh, eventually, I, I finished school and uh, kind of looking at uni and kind of I wasn't really keen on that. Uh, but I, there was an opening for me to. Um, uh, go and work uh, at the airport in the airlines. <clears throat> so I worked, uh, started working through a, a family contact. He was able to recommend me and I worked for KLM, okay. uh, the Royal Dutch Airlines. Um, and the reason I mentioned that because how I came to Australia is a friend of mine migrated uh, to Melbourne, Australia. And because he knew that I worked for the airlines, uh, he said, why don't you come and visit me during your holidays and uh, spend some time. I said, yeah, no problem. And hence, because we uh, pay a very, very discounted airfare, uh, I came to Melbourne in uh, 1986 okay. uh, on my annual leave to visit. And that's when the story started. Uh, but before we start the story, I'll, I'll just bounce to Pauline and uh, she can mention about her upbringing uh, to Great. this moment. Let's hear. Yeah, hi, my, um, my parents were Lebanese. Well, they still are Lebanese, but yeah, um, my parents are Lebanese, um, grew up in Australia, but I was born and bred in Australia. So very Aussie in my thinking, um, just really shunned that whole, I don't want anything to do with my culture. I just want to be an Australian. Hmm. Um, dad came to Australia at 27, I think he was 28. Um, <laughs> My grandparents had gotten saved in Lebanon, um, and that was a miracle. Um, my grandfather got ill. They were desperate. They got someone to come in to pray for him because 
in Lebanon, you pay and then you see the doctor. Well, they had no money. Granddad was a um, a drunk. He was a gambler. He was, yeah, he, that he squandered all their money. And so this pastor comes in, lays hands on him and prays, and my grandfather gets healed. Wow. And that, that's, that sparks the change in them. They get saved. Um, but the kids were still all rat bags. My father, my uncles, all, all crazy. Um, Dad had just gotten out of prison, and the only thing they could say to him, the only way they could offer him any type of protection is get out of the country. So they sent him to Australia where he met my mother and married my mother. A um, couple of years later, I was born, but it was just in that unsettled type of home that we that we lived in for a very long time so um yeah it was just it was i was the only person in in my entire primary school with dark hair dark eyes Mm. australia back then was very white um so i was the only person there that was kind of like a little bit different sprinkling of italians but the rest were just all white aussies and so yeah really shunned my culture and, yeah, and what, so what um, that until I met my husband at, at 17. Just curious. Sorry, I missed your question. Yeah, what what I part of Australia that. did you grow up in? Uh, in Melbourne. Okay. Always stayed in Melbourne. So in Victoria, the lower part of Australia. Okay. Um, yeah, back then it was just a, it was a different place than what it is now. And, uh, and question for both of you. O- only children or do you have brothers and sisters? I have a sister uh, who's funny enough. She lives in the States in uh, South Carolina. Not too far from us. Yeah, and I'm the eldest of two of my there's my brother and my sister, but our family like I've got about thirty odd cousins, and I really mean odd cousins. <laughs> so yeah, you know we've we've come from a large family, but we're a small portion of it. Okay, so uh, I think that this is the first time that we've had an Egyptian on the on the pod- podcast. So I, I would love to hear a little bit about what makes that unique. What, what's unique about the Egyptian culture that has uh, helped you become who you are? Well, to be honest with you, it was my Egyptian culture that got me into trouble okay. with our marriage um, because that's all I knew and it's completely different. A Middle Eastern marriage is a completely different setting than a Western marriage, um, you know, um, you know, what you see in the movies and what you see happening in front of you is complete, radically different um, than what the Bible says and what, what Western life is all about. So uh, in my culture, the wife is just, uh, in a roundabout way, is, 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 is to serve me. It's, it's, it's a benefit for me to cook, clean, you know, uh, you know do all the chores, but that's, and I'm going to be touching on that uh, as we go. And that's, that's what got me into trouble. Yeah. And so it, it, is that also true even across different uh, religions? Because you mentioned you grew up Catholic. Uh, but uh, I know that that's not – is it true that that's not majority, like Christianity is not majority religion there? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, it's about an, an, an almost over 90% uh, Muslim uh, and the rest Christians. But that – Categorizing Catholic, Orthodox, right. Baptist, you know, and then and true believers as born again. So we're a very, very minority there. Okay. So uh, why don't you tell the story of how you all met? Okay. So as I mentioned, I I, I came uh, basically with the intention of visiting my friend, 1986, and um, 
the truth of the matter is he was going to um, an Arabic speaking church. Um, and he mentioned to me that, uh, that one of the families uh, in that church have a business uh, who they sell Middle Eastern, uh, you know, um, products, groceries, uh, nuts, uh, all sorts of things. So he said, uh, let's take you and get some stuff. So that way you feel like you're back home. Okay. Uh, I said, oh, great, great. Let's do that. So um, we uh, went and, and visited that business. Uh, long behold, uh, in that in that um, setting, um, so he, he we go into that, and he's speaking to the to the owner, which is her mom and dad. But at the time, it was her mom, and Pauline was just uh, standing behind the counter in her school uniform. She just finished school, so she's just uh, a walking distance uh, from school. So she's standing behind the counter, and um, <laughs> all I can say, I was just struck, you know. So I'm I'm not interested in the conversation he's got with her mum. I'm, I got my eyes glued on her. You know? <laughs> uh, I'm, remember, I'm not saved. So, so I'm just, this is my disclaimer here. Um, you know, I tried, I tried to kind of start a conversation with Pauline, but she kind of looked very shy and not giving me eye contact, not, um, not catching on what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to have some sort of a random conversation uh, and engage her with me. But, um, I think she was pretending to be shy, to be honest with you. I was, I was so shy. <laughs> I would not believe that for a moment. Now I know her very well. But anyway, <laughs> that made it more exciting, to be honest with you, because um, easy come, easy go, as they say. But um, uh, but I, I really, I really liked what I saw and I was like, you know, I was struck. Uh, anyway, so we went back home with, with, the, with the goodies that we bought and I was just asking a lot of questions, you know, oh, does she go to that church that you go to? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, oh, okay. Is, is she, is she got a boyfriend and she, 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 you know, committed to it. No, 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 no. I said, because I, I like that girl. She's very sweet. I said, there's any chance we can go back again? <laughs> and, um, and then he said, yeah, yeah. Um, so I finished quickly. The, the stuff that we bought, I ate it. I ate it that same night <laughs> uh, just to give us an excuse to go back. And we did end up going back. And I think that the second time um, I had probably a few more words with Pauline, which kind of got me more and more interested in, in that. And so um, coming back, I'm like, what's the story? What's what's their family? What's happening here? Is is there anyone on the radar for Pauline? Is, you know, is, do you think there's any chance to talk to her and get to know her a bit more while I'm here. And, and he said, well, let me talk to her mom. I'm like, this is getting serious. <laughs> so, um, again, he obviously had a, a, a good relationship with her mom and, and then, um, he spoke to her. He said, listen, my friend, uh, that's here from Egypt is, is got a keen eye, uh, on your daughter. Do, do you think, would you allow him, um, you know, to talk to her and, and just, just to, you know, get to know her. And um, she was open to the idea. I think she liked me as well, which is a, which is a good, good start. <laughs> my mother liked him. It wasn't me. It was my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, what, uh, um, when he asked uh, her mom if there's any chance that uh, we can connect and, and talk, she was actually uh, for it. I mean, uh, what I didn't know that her mom liked me. 
So that, that was helps. one foot in the door sort of thing. Absolutely. That was the, there was the favor <laughs> of God there. <laughs> so what they've decided, uh, her mom and my friend, is that um, instead of telling Pauline specifically, we're going to go and, and meet them, we're going to uh, organize to meet at the shopping center at the same time by accident. Uh, so that kind of um, worked well. We were in the shopping center at a certain time, and before they know it, they were walking in and said, Oh, good to Smooth. see you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Pauline kind of sussed it all out big time, and she wasn't impressed. She was really uh, kind of ticked off with her mum. Uh, but anyway, would you like to catch up for a coffee? Would you like to have a drink? Let's sit down. And then obviously we sit down and, you know, um, you know, the mom left and my friend left and here we are, just me and her. So basically uh, to, to, to make it short, we, we, we spoke and there was, there was kind of signs, but she was really uh, oh, making me okay. well, yeah. It's, it sounds uh, like you were, you were all for it and it sounds like her mother was all for it, but Pauline doesn't sound like you were all for it. You were spot on. Spot you were spot on there. So I had to kind of uh, work my magic <laughs> and and press hard. So, for example, ah, uh, you know, uh, uh, she was doing. Were you doing year twelve at the time? Yeah, I was yeah. in year twelve. She was doing year twelve, which is the last right. year of school. So she's busy. So I tried to at that time make another appointment with her. Would you like? Would you like to get together? You know, on Monday. Ah, uh, and her reply: No, no, I've got an assignment. Okay, that's okay. Uh, what about Tuesday? Oh, I'm busy. Okay. Uh, what about Wednesday? I'm not sure yet. So it was very. I'm going to be washing difficult. my cat that day. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. So, so, uh, the question was for Pauline. Like, why were you? Uh, why were you resisting all of this uh, smooth suave? It was oh. it too smooth. <laughs> It was too smooth. I'm like, oh, if it comes too easy, it won't be worth keeping. And so um, I, I guess I had watched my family's marriages. They all were deteriorating. And I thought, I, I don't want a part of that. So I just, I was 17, a little bit on the crazy side. Just wanted <laughs> a to lot on the crazy side. That's what he liked. He likes crazy, really. I have to admit, I did. I did. Okay. But yeah, after a while, it's a win me. After a while, like he, he has a, he has an energy. He has a spark. And for a person that's always been on the outer, to see someone like that, and I was like, that was, it was, it was mind blowing to me. We are totally opposite in everything, everything, from our natural tastes to our natural inclinations. We are totally opposite. Well, the, the old saying is the opposites attract, right? I found out later she did really like me, but she <laughs> was later. she didn't like the setting, yeah. the way it worked. Okay. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it, we, we, we slowly, slowly, we, I was I was breaking the ice, you know, slowly, slowly. But she made okay. me earn it. Let me let me say that. Well, that's not let such a bad that. thing either. Um, but so she was 17. How old were you? Okay, uh, okay. I was 20. So uh, that's that's pretty close to legal here in the states, but <laughs> that's good. So how yeah. how, how soon did yeah. it become yeah. serious relationship? Yeah. Well, pr pretty pretty quick, pretty quick. I, I I kind of 
I don't know what it was, but it once she started talking to me, we we really felt that connection. I really felt she she's 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 my girl, and uh, to the degree that I rang back home, I, I rang my parents. I said, "You won't believe this," and and my dad said, "What?" I said, "I met a girl, and uh, I'm I'm really really interested in her, and and uh, we've been talking and this and that, and I don't know, Dad, but I I, I think I'm I'm just going to ask you to marry me." And uh, he said, well, I'm, I'm behind you, son. And if that's what you're comfortable with, that's what you feel like. I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but again, talking to her, she was not giving me the right signals. So it was kind of difficult. From one end, her mom was, was uh, encouraging and, and she's almost, there was a glow on her mom's yeah. face, uh, on her face. But, but uh, looking at Pauline and she's kind of really giving me hard time. And, um, uh, but I think I want some pointers. There's one day she was, uh, uh, doing her homework. Oh, please. I've heard the story a thousand times. <laughs> it's worth mentioning. It was one question on a math test. <laughs> it makes all the difference. <laughs> uh, I was really good with maths at the time. And, uh, that was one of my, my favorite subjects. And, uh, she was struggling to come up with this. The See, it wasn't struggling. It was. <laughs> So I wonder if this answer's right. That's all right. This is why I like interviewing the two together. The the real truth has to come out. <laughs> it's it's, it's be very healthy, Adam. But anyway, I was I was able to explain it and help her give her the answer. I tell you what, I felt like King Kong. I, I was I was I was like yeah. Um, but but I think there was there was glimpses there of of her um, accepting the fact that we're talking then and um, so basically kind of very long story short there was I think there was on my last day uh, before I go back home and I just wanted badly to pop the question and see where she's at you know and uh, I remember doing that and uh, it wow. wasn't a yes. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a no either. It was, I'm not sure, and this and that. And, and I kind of understood. It's kind of very quick, um, very, very different. I'm, I'm two different cultures. Um, but I remember that, that day we, we spent quite a bit of time talking and, and I was trying to dig deep. What's her fears and uh, what is she thinking? And then she started opening up and sharing a few things. And, you know, I was just able to give her some confidence. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not leaving my country to come and get married and that's it. This is genuine. I, I, I like you. Um, I think we can make this work and, um, you know, just give me a chance sort of thing. And um, uh, anyway, so we, 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 we left it at that, but I went back home. Remember at that time, there's, there's no email, there's no mobile phone. So uh, maybe just by ringing her, you know, international call. And back then, you can't call from home. You have to go to the central and go into that little room, you know, <laughs> start yelling, hello. <laughs> and it was very, very, very expensive. Um, but we stayed in touch and, and, and there, was, there, there was a breakthrough. There was a breakthrough. And um, so what I did, I just basically went through the uh, legal uh, direction of uh, organizing my um, visas to migrate. Uh, and because I worked in the airlines, 
I spoke English. I had a little bit of money. Uh, it was a kind of a quick turnaround. Within three months, I got I got my migration visa. So was, uh, was that the down. reason? I mean, uh, was, was she the main so, reason that you were migrating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm coming for her, absolutely. But not 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 migrating to Australia, uh, and she's kind of the 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 entry card. That was that was not uh, absolutely not on my cards uh, because okay, yeah, that it was her. It was and, her. And so how how long after that did her. you say that you actually migrated? Uh, well, oh. I ended up coming back same year. In, you couldn't in stay December, away. Eighty uh, six. Uh, no, no. Well, it was costing me too much. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah we decided february 2007 uh 87 uh, uh 1987 i'm getting all my years 1987 february uh wow. we got um we got married uh, okay that's so and, and began. You, you were not saved at the time but uh but what what would you say no. was your religious level with the two of you did you have any conversations about that I don't know about conversations, but I went to her church, which is a, a Baptist church. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, care yeah. really. I, I just want <laughs> for the all the right reasons. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, I was, uh, you know, singing the songs, going to church, um, you know, doing doing the right things uh, as they asked me to, and, and that was it. That was it, really. But there was no in depth conversation about. Church, okay. Christ, and, and, and what about you, Pauline? Where were you salvation. at spiritually yeah. uh, when you all got married? I got, I had been saved. I think I was thirteen. Said a sinner's prayer. Probably really got saved, and then had no way to go on with that. So I thought, this is no. I just want to fit in with all my friends, and so I just not. I'm just going to be crazy for a while, and I was until. Yeah, and that and that craziness took me through, way past into my marriage. But no, no real spiritual understanding. Um, yes, there's a God. We weren't Muslim, so that means we're Christian, which right. is what the Arabic culture is. It's, it's, there's a very sharp divide. You're either this or that. Um, so we considered ourselves Christians, but we're very, um, I, I guess, religious. Um, yeah. We didn't genuflect. We didn't do the sign of the cross because we were Baptists, so we weren't Catholic. Um, but yeah, we just it it wasn't deep. There was no transforming power within us. Um, yeah, we, we just we were just very just religious. Okay. And, and what did life look yeah. like for yeah. the two of you? Like, what yeah. what were you looking forward to at the time? Yeah, happily ever after. Oh, I, I was I was absolutely believing for this is I, I, like I've. I've won the lottery, you know, the girl of my dreams, uh, a new beginning, a new life. Um, I, I thought this is, I, I, I won the lottery. Um, not sure for her. <laughs> no, I thought this is going to be exciting. We're going to be best friends. We're going to do all this stuff together. And, yeah. and then it kind of. How, how long did the honeymoon <laughs> phase last um, okay. before things started taking a turn for the worse? Oh, a week. Week or two. Just yeah, because we both went back to. I went back to work. He went back to work. Um, and then I like if you can think of it. Yeah. I'm 18. I had just turned 18, and my husband was still, you know, in his very very early 20s. So, 
we kind of went, oh, now what do we do? Um, I guess there needs to be washing done, cooking done, cleaning done, home maintenance and all the other stuff. I went, I don't like this. And and my expectation is this, this goes without asking, you know, this goes, she should know all these things, you know, Uh, but but long behold, um, she (laughs) had never experienced these things. She's living at home, her, you know, she she never was involved to to be taught or learn any of these things. So we were both completely green uh, when it comes to that. I'm starting still to fit in. Uh, I'm jumping, you know, from from working in the airlines. I'm jumping as a truck driver. Uh, I worked a little bit in in their business, but I'm I'm feeling mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I should be doing better than this, you know. So my self worth, I'm, I'm I'm feeling kind of I'm not the man that I should be providing, you know. So there was a lot of lot of issues going on. Uh, coming home, I'm like, um, what's for dinner? Uh, what's dinner? <laughs> sort of thing, you know. So it was very quickly um, falling apart. And I'm referencing back to my culture. This is what I'm expecting. Uh, and part of that is, Middle Eastern marriage is, is more loud. The louder you get, the more serious you are. <laughs> Don't ask me how that works, but that's what I saw. That's how I watched, uh, you know, in the movies. Just, and in the, if, you, if you yell and, 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 and shout, uh, this is where you can get respect. Um, but for Pauline, it's like, no. th- that's what are you doing? You know, who, 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 who do you think you are? So very quickly, it was mm. it was a battle of who's going to win here. You know, I'm I'm trying to put a stamp my authority. She's trying to say, ah, 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 this is not going to work with me. So there was there was a constant log of heads. Um, you know, we we did have good times, but mm. it was very didn't last long. Didn't last long because we genuinely uh, wanted to you know, uh, work well with each other. We liked each other. Um, but how how to make that work, we had no idea. We had mm. no idea how to work. So much of it is learning conflict re- resolution, so, right? Uh, how, how do we get th- through the, the, you know, the bickering to find, you know, a common ground? And uh, a lot of that is having to humble ourselves. And that's hard to do, especially young people like that. So, and, and coming from two different traditions, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you both had very different models of yeah. what a marriage looked like, and uh, maybe didn't know how to work that out. Completely, completely. And you, and what made it worse, Adam, is we are very strong personalities. So you're both firstborns of your family, yes? We're very strong. Very, like, okay, so that can be explosive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. So and it was, it was very explicit because um, in my mind, no, you need to listen to me, 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 Tarzan, me, husband, <laughs> you, you know, what I mean? that, that was my attitude. And she said, like, drop dead. You, you're not going to, you're not going to uh, run my life like that. You're not going to talk to me like that. So, so it became, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm demanding respect. I'm demanding obedience. I'm demanding, listen. And and ex, you know our our arguments accelerated very quickly, and um, you know I'm ashamed to say mm. that that it, it became violent. It became very violent, and out of frustration, you know, I would I would throw things not at her, 
but just to just to a manifestation of my anger, uh, a vase, a coffee table, uh, you know, you know, put a fist into the plaster wall. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was it was not good. It was not good to the, to the degree. And, and we both have very good lungs, by the way, uh, being being Middle Eastern, <laughs> very good lungs. So you can hear us from a from a mile away. So our next door neighbor constantly hear us, you know, and one night they they called the police and uh, they just came out our doorstep and we got a report of domestic violence, this, that, the other. Obviously, I'm, I'm refuting that. I'm, what are you talking about? You know, but what happened before that, we, we, were, we, were, we, we, were, we were entangling and I think she scratched me on, on, on my face. And so he said, uh, what's this? I said, oh, I was just shaving. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but I, I completely said, no, you, you, we, we just got married. What are you talking about? Uh, whatever that report is false. Anyway, so they gave us, gave me a warning, you know, if we, if we get another report, uh, we're going to come back and, 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 you know, ask a few questions more and take you with us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it was bad. If, if I can just summarize it, it was really. And, and what were the consequences really of that? What, what comes next? It was next? nasty. Well, the sleeping on the couch for days, not talking for weeks, uh, just um, I, I, I purposely do the things that she doesn't like. She purposely do the things that I don't like. It was just that type of yeah. life, you know, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get him. I, I constantly that, that, have that, to remind life, couples wasn't very that you, you have to act like you're on the same team instead of being against one another. And it sounds like you, you didn't have that revelation. Yeah. <laughs> and I can categorically tell you, you were not on the same team at all. We were right. <laughs> opposite teams for sure. Who's going to win, you know? Um, and so that didn't help. And, you know, we, 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 we tried reasoning. Obviously, you don't reason with Middle Eastern. They, we just don't reason. It's my way or the highway. But when both of us do the same, it's, it's, it's fiery. It's fiery. Um, and it became unbearable. It, it, it became, true. It became mm. like... When no you don't want there. to go home, yeah, you know, because you know what's waiting for you. No, no, no. The tension was so thick, was way so thick, and and you kind of, and then the the, the other side of it is like, what have I done with my life? You know, I got married at twenty one. She's eighteen. You know, our, our life is falling apart right in front of our eyes at a very very young age. And and you almost think, have I have I made the wrong call here? Did, did, and you question yourself, you doubt, and and you con condemn yourself. Maybe maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe that was not wise. Maybe maybe I should go back. Maybe what what, what do I do here? I don't I don't have anyone to talk to. You know. So the uh, the loneliness, being on my own here in a foreign country, and my life is falling apart. You know. I used to work for the airlines, uniform, uh, good wages, uh, um, a girlfriend or two, a car. Uh, do you know what I mean? It, I was living life there. Uh, it's not because I wanted to come to Australia. That that was not. Uh, so so there's a lot was going in my mind, a lot of going in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. But we just could not get a middle ground. We were not able to get a middle ground. And I think... 
uh, I pushed my my limits uh, one 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 extra time, and um, uh, just one day I come back from work and there's a piece of paper on the on the table saying I'm leaving you, you know, and uh, I have to admit that was that was even though you can see the writing on the wall, but yeah. That so, was, Pauline, that, what was, was what was going through I your mind when you wrote that? You, it was over for you. Yeah. Um, our our fights would. So, all right. So, there's two things at work. One is our own personalities, which are very strong, and the other thing is our culture. Where our culture doesn't back off. Mm. If you engage in a fight, you don't back off. And so, when he'd escalate, I'm like, bring it. Because I was insane. I, you know, let's bring it. She was. <laughs> I'm, I'm much better now. Hey, <laughs> Jesus. I'm much better now. But we basically like the fights. Wow. It's like, yeah, come yeah. on. Come on. I'm not backing off. I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared. And, yeah. so, but, uh, and I'm thinking, like, there were times I'd throw something. I threw something once and he ducked. Thank you, Jesus. And it thudded into the wall behind him. Wow. And I went, if that landed, I could have killed him. And on the outside, I'm like, yeah. But on the inside, I'm wow. like, oh, look what you just did. <laughs> but that, that, was our, that was our fighting. You don't back off. You don't back off until you're totally exhausted. And so physically even, our physical bodies couldn't take it anymore. Exactly. We were exhausted physically. It started to show up in symptoms in our own bodies, feeling ill and sick and just constantly ill. So mm -hmm. there's so many things that I thought one of us is going to end up dead. I'm, I'm, seriously, I was practically running for my life. Not afraid of him. I, I wasn't mm. afraid. I was just afraid of wow. where we would take it. So, yeah, you, you know, so, um, it, it's it's amazing because I'm trying to picture, you know, the two of you who seem like a perfectly happy couple sitting in front of me. But uh, but I, I love this, not because of how painful it was, but because there could be people who are going through that or know of somebody going through that right now. And the very, you know, the very uh, uh, presence of the two of you talking to me now, so many years later, is is evidence that God can change people's lives. And so maybe maybe you guys could take a second to encourage somebody who's in the middle of some really devastating marital problems right now. A hundred percent. And God used that in our ministry as we pioneered, as we spent time counseling people. And many times I get the comment, but pastor, you don't know what we're going through. And I... Mm -hmm. gently smile and said, I do not because I've been there. So I want to encourage any couple that are going through some um, trouble in the camp and some conflict, listen, it doesn't have to be that. It's not the end. Uh, I've been to the extreme, extreme. We, we had a, a word uh, that we ended up using at the end. This, yeah. is, this is kind of our motto. Yeah, we're not compatible. We're not compatible. That's I made a mistake. We are not compatible. We are so deep. We're not compatible. And we laugh <laughs> at this now because we're still not compatible. We're completely different characters, different choices, different. But I tell you what, this is so precious. When, when God restored us, when God saved us, 
there is something supernatural that took over that no longer becoming an issue. It's actually a laughable thing, you know, and, and it's exciting. We are in love today more than I've ever, ever been with my wife. And I want to give anyone that has listened to this testimony, there is hope. There is absolute, we were finished. You would look at our life, you'd say, no chance. It's like hasta la vista, baby, you know. <laughs> but I'm telling you, uh, if you would just, we had to humble ourselves. It's simple as that. We have to say, I am sorry, I am off, I am wrong. I had to say, listen, I, I, I was the one, you know. Wow. And um, it, it just changed us. It just changed us. And, yeah. and and salvation is, is a key factor in that. Yeah. Is a key factor in that. So it's it's not over. It is not over by, by no our life was over completely. Uh to the degree. So when she came in and left me that note, there was there was no way of reconciliation. I rang her parents, I rang some relatives, uh, I tried to ring her. There there was there was nothing. The door was shut. That's it. I'm done. You know, and it, it, it was. I'm like, I, I even at that time. Let's let's try and work it out. No, I even went to the to the to the to the pastor of, of, the, of yeah. the Arabic church, and he's he's coming. Just find someone else. <laughs> it was like seriously. That's not what I came to you for. You know, um, it was difficult. Her, you know, her dad leaving me a, a very colorful note. Mm -hmm. So, like, there, there was there was no way out. It was done. It was done. And it did end up getting to a, a legal divorce through the courts, and it was ugly, ugly. We had a house then. We lost that. Uh, this is mine. This so is yours. So you went yours. through the, you know, the full this, legal that. divorce. It was horrible. And On that takes time. Like, that's not just an overnight thing. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You have to wait 12 months. So imagine 12 months of I was lost in my mind. I was lost in who I am. I was lost in my identity. I was lost of regret, shame. Uh, I, I was I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling rejected. I was feeling no confidence in me whatsoever. I, I messed up. I was rejected by her. I'm not good. Anything negative you can think of, I felt. My only relief at that time is I was a, a very good soccer player and i made it my wow. mission i was playing up to six nights a week indoor and outdoor but i wasn't yeah. adam i wasn't playing for the game i was playing to fight i was playing to argue i i was i was i was horrible on the on the on the soccer field if there's any argument i'm the first one in you know with my first punch and and they would kick me out and see this mad egyptian you know get him out of here you know and i was red carded from three indoor soccer stadiums never to come back police would come i was raging i was raging uh with rejection and and anger anger at people anger at god if you would look at me funny, I'd, I'd, I'd slap you. No, there's no, I have no hesitation, you know. So that's what I threw myself in. And um, the, the, the issue was, and here it is where it becomes more sensitive, yeah. is when Pauline yeah. left, she was pregnant. So that kind of added to the weight, what now? 
what now? And and here just to show the 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 level of 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 what we were going through, she was booked in to a specific hospital to to have uh, our son, and uh, I heard from a relative that she was going into hospital to have the baby. So I went to that hospital knowing that, you know, that's where we booked, but I go there and her name wasn't on the list. So I'm friend. What do you mean it's not? We booked here. So again, I'm trying to ring around and apparently she booked somewhere. She changed because she didn't want me there. So again, I'm, I'm frantically trying to, I want to come and, and see my baby. I want to see my son. And I was very uh, sternly told, mm. you're not welcomed here and you're not going to see your son. Now, now you, have to, you have to kind of be in my shoes in that. It's like, what do you mean I can't see my son? That's my son. That's our son. I need access. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm now losing the plot, you know, I'm... I'm um, uh, you know, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I would drink heaps of beer, not to get drunk, but just just to do something. You know, I play more sports. I'm more fighting, and to the degree uh, that all I knew that I have a, mm. a son by the Painful. name Daniel, but I don't know what he looks like. Now imagine, imagine yeah. the depth of pain that I was going through. So I remember clearly one night. You know, I'm I'm really out of my mind. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's okay. If I'm not allowed to see him, then maybe she's not allowed to see him too. And all of a sudden, Adam, demonic spirit has filled my mind. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. And that way, she's not going to see him. I'm not going to see him. And in my, I had it all planned. I had it all worked out. I'm going to do this with my car. I'm going to knock wow. her off, this, that. And I'm telling like, it was demonic. It was like, I'm like, you know, there was no fear anymore. You know, when you get to that level, when you don't care anymore, there's no logic anymore. There is no right or wrong. There's no, there's no, uh, no, 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 that's, that, that could be, there was none of that. I was adamant, you know. The only thing that stopped me from going ahead with that is that I did not have enough guts to do it. And I thank God for that because I, I, was, I was absolutely wow. adamant. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and finish it off and, and let, let the chips fall where mm-hmm. they want to fall. If I get locked up, who, I am locked up in my own spirit anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'm not enjoying life. I'm, I'm, I'm in trauma. I'm, I can't do this. I'm going to finish it off. And I thank God that just, you know, I, I, so when it the, got to that was level, the divorce I, finalized I at that point already. Yeah. So Pauline, what, what, what were you going through throughout all this time? Yeah. Yeah. It was done. Um, I think for me, it was also, so for an Arabic, for an Arab, for a Lebanese woman, she goes back to her father. You go back to your parents' house. There's always a male that needs mm-hmm. to be there. So I wasn't with my husband. I had to be with my father. That's our culture. So I go back to my dad. Mm. Um, 
but the disappointment that they're looking at with disappointment. The shame. The shame, yeah. It was you've embarrassed us, you've you've um, shamed us. The family name. The know? family name is now mud. Yes, I could never. You, you probably know, could have said uh, you're the one who liked him stuff. first. Anyway, um, but I was feeling it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look, I, I had to deal with that for a very long time. I had to deal with that for a long time. Um, yeah. But it was it was just so, I guess, hurt people hurt people. And because I was so, it was so painful. It was so incredibly painful. Um, I, I don't understand. Like sometimes my husband and I laugh and we go, how do these people that say, oh, we're divorced, but we're still best buddies, you know, we're still friends. Mm -hmm. I'm like, friends? How could you? Right, right. <laughs> that does not make sense. Well, not in, in arms lands. Almost literally in this case. We go for the jugular. <laughs> well, there's, there's got to be some sunshine behind these dark clouds. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Somewhere eventually. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. To me, it was, mm. you idiot, you stupid girl, you stupid person. Look at all these women. They're... they're they must be better than you. They must be smarter than you. They must be prettier than you. They must be whatever mm. it was more than you that mm. they can hold a relationship together. And that was and coming you from are, you. You are not from others. stupid. Yeah. And I was so, the internal, yeah, all the, no, all these are internal voices. And I couldn't, there was no fighting that because it was truth. And so into the, the depression wow. spiral you go, and it was, it, was, it was a horrible time. The first time I said to someone, they go, oh, you know, say so you're married or, you know, what are you doing now? And I, and I said I was divorced and just the words coming out of my mouth, oh, it was the ugliest word I'd ever uttered. And I'd, I'd, I'd cussed some pretty heavy words in my time. But just telling people yeah. I was divorced. So, wow. So, so you both have reached heavy. a very dark place. Um, one is sense of self-rejection, the other even murderous thoughts and violence. And so where where does the turnaround begin in this story? Well, um, where it started uh, or the turnaround is uh, my mother decided to go uh, shopping with some of her friends. And, um, and they went through a market called Footscray Market. And that was on Saturday. And at that time, that's when the church were having outreach and handing out flyers for a revival. Uh, not, not that I knew what revival is, uh, but miracle healing, you know. So my mum received one of those flyers. And at the time, she was struggling with lower back issues and you know we christians and we we believe in, in god we believe in miracles we believe in healing you know so when she came home that day she said she doesn't drive she said son can you take me i, I got this in the mall and uh, they, they have meetings and they're going to be praying for people what do you think i said sure mom you know i'm, I'm the, the, the good son you know i have a soccer match which will finish at 7.30, um, but 
I'll come quickly, pick you up, and I'll take you. We're going to be a few minutes late, but that's okay. Uh, it's not the end of the world. And uh, did that, you know, played, I think, played two or three games that night because I used to not only play my game, but sit there on, on, the, on the bench. And if a team missing a player, and because I was a very good player, I was, I was quickly get picked up to play. Um, so I went, picked her up, and went, not knowing what I'm mm. entering in, to be honest with you. So we went to this church. It was packed. It was packed. But the very first thing that struck me as I walk in, everyone's dressed up. Shirt, tie, suits. They're all clean cut. I'm in, I'm in my track suit. You know, my socks is on top of my, 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 my track, track pants. And I, I look horrible in the midst of all this glamour, you know. I said, what's going on? Oh, wow. On? Okay. And um, it was actually an area-wide rally. So the church is packed. And then I think we came in and a few minutes later, <laughs> we greet one another. And I, I think I shook hand over a hundred people. Everyone, go, hey, good to see you know when we see a visitor, you know, hey, good to see you, welcome, <laughs> thanks for coming. How did you find? I'm like, you know, why are you all happy? And I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm angry. I don't want to be there. I'm just there for my mom. There was that was not my plan, and you know, but but they're all happy. They're all smiling, you know, and I'm like. You know, that's this very weird. Yeah, I'm looking this where, the where's church. the statues? Where's where's the cross? Where's the where's the where's the pictures? Where's Mary? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm too busy consuming. What the heck is going on here? But and I but I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the songs, and I didn't know the word. The band was very good, and I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, I have to admit, it was Pastor Greg Mitchell. That was preaching the revival for us. So, uh, and I, I, I wish I can say I listened to everything he said, but sorry, Pastor Greg, I didn't. <laughs> I was just looking around, and mm. what I noticed is that struck me is husband and wife sitting next to each other, and and they're kind of very engaged together, <laughs> and some of them are sitting like this, and some <laughs> some of the wives are are putting their head on. And I'm like, and it's not like us. Yes. I'm like, so all of a sudden it just, wow. a life just flashed ahead of me. Says, That's what I wanted. That's what I want. I wanted this. And, you know, you see them looking at each other and, and I'm like, you're making me sick here. You know, but, but it was, it, it was a moment to ponder. And it's like, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted in my marriage is to have a good marriage and to feel wow. like this and to be close to her. And so that kind of took me away from the sermon and the preaching. But I remember, Adam, when, when Pastor Greg Mitchell pulled the altar call, you know, you got to understand, we, we don't respond very well. We, we're stubborn. For, for those that are listening, Middle Eastern are very, very, very stubborn. So for me to lift my hand and, and, and admit that I need forgiveness, I need help, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The problem is when the Holy Spirit kind of allowed Pastor Greg to pull the call once, twice, and on the third time, on the third time, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, it was supernatural. I, I knew I needed, I needed something. 
I didn't know what I needed, but I needed something. So Pastor Mitch would say, God wants to help you. God wants to restore you. And these words started ringing in my eardrum. I'm like, well, that's what I want. Here we go. So I lift up my hand. And then he said, brother at the back, you lifted up. Would you come forward? I'm like, can't you see what I'm wearing? (laughs) I didn't say that, but I'm like, I was so embarrassed. So anyway, so I walked to the front and a a disciple came and uh, prayed the sinner's prayer with me. And that was okay. I, I, I genuinely repeated what he said, but it's what happened after that. Mm. This disciple put his hand on my back and started praying for me. He didn't know anything about my life. He didn't know anything about me. But he said, oh, God, help my brother. God, Lord, move in his life. And at that moment, Adam, heaven opened up. And I started weeping uncontrollably. You have to understand, we Arabs don't cry. We just that's that's a sign of weakness and i but but i i didn't even was able to control myself it, i was it, and it wasn't weeping mm. of sorrow it was almost tears of joy i i felt refreshed i felt uh, alive again i felt something i felt the grace of god touching me and healing my spirit I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking tears. I'm talking snot. I'm talk- <laughs> I think they told me they had to steam clean the carpet the next day. You know, it, it was it was a fountain, uh, and and it was a touch of heaven that it was. I would never, I would never forget that experience. And I remember I got <laughs> out of that altar. Everyone was talking to me, but it's almost like I was in my own zone because I was, I was. There was something going on. I remember driving home that night uh, with, uh, by the way, my mother got prayed for, she got healed. All right. So we both rejoiced and we're driving home. Now I couldn't remember the songs. I don't know the words, but I, I remembered the tune. I, you know, I was a bit of a drummer. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm whistling and, and I'm Jesus. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden my attitude has changed. My demeanor's changed. Right. There's this joy that I haven't had for a number of years. And nothing changed really uh, in my situation, but it was a touch of God. So anyway, before we left, they, they asked me, yeah, I'm glad you got saved. I have no idea what just took place, by the way. I just prayed a prayer. And uh, they're inviting me back again. So they're giving me, the, the, I'm looking at the remote flyer. And, uh, you know, it's <laughs> Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm like, man, well, do you come to all of this? Yes, yes. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> so... So here I am. Remember, I'm an airline guy. So I had shirts. I'm used to wearing shirt and ties and suits. I've got all this stuff. So that was Saturday night. Sunday morning, I got up early, shaved, showered, and put on my best uh, suit, shirt and tie, yeah. you know, after shave. And I turn up to church, man. And they're like, hang yeah. on a minute. Are you the same guy? Like one night wow. I'm in my soccer gear. The next night I'm fully... Yeah, you have to. It was, it was, it was comedy. It was, it was very comedy, you know. Because in, in my spirit, it's like I will show them. I will. Show, I'll help this stuff, you know. I'm not just a bum, and, uh, and 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 that was it. Really, there was something. There was something there that I was longing for, and and the friendliness, and and 
and just the people were very kind and accepting. And, and remember, I'm coming from being rejected, hurt. I just needed someone to smile to me. And the love that I received, the, the, the acceptance wow. that I received, the, the, the word of God that was being preached, is, is, I got revived, man. I, there was something, I can't explain it in words. I'm all of a sudden can see the world in color again. And, and that was it. So I started asking lots of questions because I, I just wanted to know what's, what's that all of, what type of church is this? You know, how come you haven't got this? I was heaps of questions, heaps of questions. And I, I said, do I have to come to every service? I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be a, the Pope or anything like that, you know? And I remember a disciple telling me, listen, Steve, the, the service that you miss could possibly be the one that God wants to talk to you personally. And man, these words ring in my ears to this day. And Adam, before God, from that moment, wow. I never missed a service since. And, and that was September you? 1989. 24. September so how, how, did, uh, how long did it take for you to tell Pauline about uh, this 24. amazing transformation? Yeah. She, she's not part of the part of your life anymore. <laughs> why, why would I? I'm, I'm just enjoying it myself. <laughs> I, 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 I thought the best way of doing it, that's it, it's finished, it's a closed chapter, and I'm going to, you know, pursue my life. Because not in my wildest dreams that I thought there is any way or possibility of reconciliation. We're done. We are legally divorced. She's She's withheld my son from me. Um, I, I want nothing to do with her. So that was my, I got my heart right. I'm, I'm all good now. So I'm looking at life and the future. What am I going to do? And so I became a disciple. Like very quickly, I, I, I became a disciple. I went into everything, outreach, uh, teams, uh, every church service, concerts, you name it. And yeah. I was a bit of charismatics. I was I was really involved, and before you know it, six months you, down the road, I'm in ministry, I'm in drama, then. I'm in the sound ministry. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. 100%. 100%. That, that was done, and I threw myself into, serve, into, into serving God in the church, and, and it's like almost we, we've never had a night free because other drama practice, band practice, uh, you know, this, that, outreach, fellowship, Bible study. So I was, cons I needed that. I was consumed with that. And then, and to be honest, that I said, okay, well, life is good again. Um, you know, I'm not going to stay single for the rest of my life. Um, why don't I start, you know, <laughs> I like that girl or maybe I like that girl. And, and uh, I start, <laughs> now she's. Sorry, <laughs> so, so I started, I started, I started, you know, saying, okay, let's, uh, let's see how we go, you know, but it just, it, it wouldn't work. It, it just didn't sit right. You know, there was almost like a blockage there. Just nah. Now I'm very careful now, you know? <coughs> um, so, um, again, I'm, I'm heavily involved in should I, you know, at the time, I'm asking my pastor, you know, what do I do? He said, just, just serve God, take one day at a time. You know, take one day at a time. That didn't mean sense to me. You know, was, what's that mean? <coughs> I want to I wanna, I wanna be married. I want to I wanna live life. Tried a couple of relationships at church, didn't work. So I said, 
that's all right. I can fix that. So um, out of frustration, I, I made contact uh, with my school sweetheart back home in Egypt and basically explained to her my situation, what happened, what took place, where I'm at, and just found out, you know, are you, are you still single? Would you be interested? This, that, the other. And I went to Egypt and uh, spoke to her and she was kind of on board and um, I came back, basically got the sponsorship paperwork uh, all organized, all filled out, uh, all signed. I remember vividly it was sitting in an a yellow envelope on my desk. I was living at the single boy's house uh, at the time, which oh, yeah. was another experience. Um, but on a, on a, on a Wednesday night, from, from being married now to living in single boys, it was, it was a culture shock. So I remember clearly on a Wednesday night after service, we had fellowship, came back home at 10 o'clock. My phone rings at home. My landline rings at home. And on the other line is Pauline. Now I'm like, okay, something happened. Either my son is sick, something something drastically happened. But you have to understand, I'm 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 ready for the confrontation. It's because it's either something happened or she's going to tell me off for something that I haven't done. And I, so I'm I'm got my my backup. I'm <laughs> I'm ready to to fire up. Let's some get words ready to rumble. And, and, and um, but what? I, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Because that was the very first time we ever speak Ooh. in about three years. Wow. Three years of no contact, no no visual, no, no, no phone call, no nothing. Three years of silence. So I'm not sure what to expect here. All I know, all I remember, she's feisty. She's probably going to degrade me or, or attack me in her words, and I'm going to I'm going to say that and she's going to say that and, and I'm going to say back. I, I was ready. I've, I've got my, my backpack ready. But very quickly I realized she was very sweet. She was very gentle. She was very soft spoken. I felt like, are you dying? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> what um, because yeah, exactly, exactly. And then she started to ask me, how are you? No, she's, she hasn't spoken to me in three years. Why, why do you care, you know? What have you been doing? So I didn't know what to talk about, to be honest with you. So I very quickly started yeah. talking about church and what happened to me. I said, I got saved. I, I, I go to church now. In fact, I, I go three times a week, and then we have Bible study, and then we have concerts, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And and uh, to be honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a completely different man than the one you used to know. I've changed. I, I you know, I'm doing this now. I do this job. And I do that. And, and we oh, spoke wow. for four hours. We just spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke. And and then uh, and then she asked me, uh, would, "Would would you like to catch up?" I'm like, "Why?" Uh, so my evil mind. Straight away, think, ah, she's going to use my son as a carrot, you know. 
And then she's asking me, you know, I'm thinking of going back to Lebanon for a visit and I want you to just sign Daniel's uh, paperwork for his passport. And obviously, no, I'm not going to sign nothing. I haven't seen my kid. I'm not going to sign nothing. All I know, you're going to run away with him. I'm not going to do that. So uh, I was gentle about it because I'm, I'm safe now. But I made it very clear. I said, I don't think I can do that. You know, this, that, the other, I'm sorry. And and then she said, well, do you want to catch up? And I'm like, um, catch up and talk about what? Um, anyway, my immediate thought is, well, listen, I'm not comfortable meeting with you alone. Why don't you come and visit my church and just see what I'm involved in, you know? Now, knowing that she have zero interest in in coming to church or being involved in what I'm involved, especially, you know, now I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I speak in tongues. We used to mock the Pentecostal churches and say, man, it's, it, it feels like a zoo or, or like a market. One dollar, one dollar, one dollar, two dollar, two dollar, two dollar, three dollar. And, and I know what she thinks of that setting. So I thought, I'll just invite her anyway, and she's going to say no, but at least I've done the right <laughs> thing. That was my attitude. And and guess what, Adam? That's exactly what happened. Um, hi, but, you know, I, I invite you to come. Her, her exact reply was, mm, nah, <laughs> maybe one day. Yeah. And I'm like, done. <laughs> I've done my part, you know. I'm the Christian. I've, I've invited. God cannot say that I haven't invited her. I haven't blood's tried. blood's not on my so, hands. Anyway. So, so Pauline, right. fill That's us right. in on, on your side of the so, story. What, what's been happening for these three years for you? Well, I'd, um, I guess for me it was also this, I'm not going anywhere. My life's not going anywhere. But I'm too pride-filled to try and sort things out with my husband. What I'll do is I'll contact him and say, I'm going overseas. Can you sign Daniel's passport? And if a conversation happens, a conversation happens. I really, I wasn't pursuing you. Um, and just see what happens from there. And so I'm talking to him and he's telling me about church. And I, oh, church, no. I want nothing to do with church. I want nothing to do. I did not like Christians. I thought they were hypocrites. I thought they were weak. I thought they were wussy people, uptight women soft spongy men no i don't want to i don't want to go to church no but anyway like he, he kept talking we're talking through things and we were just talking and i think that was a, that was the first time like my husband said the first time in in the three years that we actually talked so i hang up i go to bed i'm thinking about it. i'm thinking about it the next day and i went oh i probably won't go to the, i'm not going to church i might go later i in a few months and seriously, without word of a lie, a voice speaks to me and says, if you don't act now, oh, wow. I will never visit your life again. I know, I know, to scare me, like you have got to be intense. And I was like, okay, this is scary. All right, I'll go. I'm scared. So I rang the pastor and I go, oh, look, this is, you know, who I am and how do, how do I get to church? He goes, I'll come and get you. Okay. Cool. When can you come? <laughs> so he came Sunday morning. The very next Sunday morning, I'm in church. From Wednesday 
she can't, was saying, nah, maybe one day. Did you know she was she coming? Did, did, you, so did you communicate about this? I got <laughs> nothing. I'm on the... On the oh stage, yeah. I'm on the stage. I'm uh, <laughs> testing the mumps. Uh, check one two. Testing one two. And the head usher is running towards me. He said, "Steve, Steve, Steve." I said, "What? What?" He said, "Your next life is here." Look, what? Things my halves. Let's just and without a lie, Adam. I'm looking back, and here she is. She's standing in the middle of these double doors. You know, she looked like an angel, and I'm like. So what now? Had my yeah. immediate thing? How do I <laughs> greet her? You're gonna think about this. This we we used to be married. We're no longer married. There is this friction. There's there's scars. There is thoughts. There is, but so I I dropped the leads, the mics that I was working with on stage, and I started walking towards her, and all I'm thinking: How are you gonna greet her? How are you gonna welcome her into church? And let me just say, she was wicked because she had her best, beautiful dress. She, her hair is all done, <laughs> makeup, beautiful earring. The lip. She looked amazing. The, my eyes are popping out of my eye sockets. I'm like, how am I going to deal with this? Anyway. So I'm thinking, and it, I want you to picture it as if in slow motion. I'm walking towards her. She's right at the back door, you know. And by the time I got to half a meter away from her, I extend my arm and I say, hello, sister. What, what do I say? I can't hug her. I'm, I'm safe now. I can't kiss her. I, <laughs> it was the most awkward moment of my wow. entire life. Yeah. Well, it was it, very comical. It was and very, what, what's, I think what I'm thinking about is like there there are still some like serious issues under the surface. Like you probably have both. You so both have 100%. big reasons to be angry with each other. Um oh, you hadn't well, seen him seen at all. Yet. I didn't bring Wow. Him yet. No, I couldn't bring him. He stayed at home. I thought, I need to go suss this out. In case, case they're handling snakes or something. Churches. Like, I'm just going to go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I've got no idea what this is. As soon as I hear anything insane, I am running. Wow. Anyway, so the ladies kind of noticed it was very awkward, so they kind of Took her aside. I, I said, I can't do sound. I can't, I can't see. I can't hear. I can't do anything. Down for the count. I, I sat on the opposite side and, you know, the, the, absolutely. The song service started and I'm just wondering how does she feel? So every few minutes I'm, I'm kind of trying to check her out and, and then she checks me out and um, like people are lifting their hands. People are clapping. I'm like, she's going to go crazy in just a minute, you know? Um, but, I tell you what, very first service, pull the pastor pulls the altar call. I see that. I'm like, no, it can't be. It can't be. I I turn around and it was wow. her hand up. I was like, oh, great. Girl, what now? He wasn't rejoicing in my <laughs> salvation. I, I have to admit, that's not how I felt. Because all I'm thinking, 
They have just uh, spoiled yeah. my plans. I'm, I'm already settled now. You know, you know, years of 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 messing around and and and. But now I'm settled, and I know what I'm going to be doing. This girl's going to come. We're going to get married. You now what? So I I was very unsettled in my spirit. She gets saved, and and then the pastor calls her in. They pray with her, and you know, and and then she's crying at the altar, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. So you were very cynical. I've, I've seen but, these tears uh, before. But, but what about what yeah. about you, Pauline? Was it was it a sincere thing for you? Well, yeah, because I was adamant. I am. I will go to one service, and I will never go again. Okay. And that that was my thinking walking into church. Well, because this you heard be a voice, so you got you got service. freaked out by that. So, yeah, I'm done now. So I'm done now. I'm going to go in. I'll walk. And I'll see if they are insane in any way, shape, or form. I'm running. So the pastor starts preaching, and I thought, "Oh God, here we go." You know what is this going to be? But he was saying things that caught my attention. Um, he talked about joining warfare, and that's not mm-hmm. pussy. Like that's that's really intense stuff. <laughs> like warfare. Okay, this is interesting. So I'm leaning in, listening to this. And he's talking about, you know, joining joining the team, joining the war, being part of the army. I remember my first sermon from 1993, I think, 92. I remember my first sermon. And he talked about that. And I'm like, this is really interesting. And then it's every head bowed, every eye closed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, if you want to get your heart right with God, no, not really. And then he goes, and then he goes, Maybe once you walked with God, but you're not anymore. And I went, oh, how did he know mm. about when I was 13 years old? I guess that is me. So I put my hand up. I thought, oh, no one's going to see this. I'll just put my hand up. Yeah, done. We're done. We're finished here. Let's all go home. And then he goes, come out to the front. He, he calls oh, my Oh, because he brought I'm you like, to church. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't want anyone to say. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hearing her name. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's going to know that I have to go and kneel and go. No, 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 no. But thank God for the pastor's wife. She just came in. She said, let's go, you know, out front. We went. She prayed for me. And she was so sincere. And that's what really made me look and think, this is maybe a little bit different to what I'm used to. She was a very sincere woman. And I prayed, but I was praying, yes, God, I do need you. And I can't fix what I've done to my life. But. God, I don't know how, I don't know anything. And I think I just sat there in shock going, are you sure I needed to get saved? Like, I know a lot of people, my husband felt joy when he went to the altar. I felt, really? Am I, I was a sinner? Like, it was just like an eye-opening that I saw my own condition. And that didn't give me joy. That that made me think. Godly sorrow. Wow, you needed help and you still need help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we had Figures, two, op- yeah. again, two opposite reactions at the altar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. But yeah, that was that was my experience. It's just wow. had you ever considered wow, the possibility that that would ever happen? That she would walk into church and say a prayer? Had you ever even no. con- contemplated that as a prayer? So let's backtrack. Uh, I think a year before that, we had a revival with an evangelist from Prescott. And uh, he's no longer in the fellowship. His name was Tim Masters. Uh, I don't know if during your time or not. 
Um, but I remember he preached a revival for us. Again, I was on sound. No one was sitting next to me. And he calls me out. I said, bro, can you stand up? So I stood up. And then he asked me this question, where's your wife? Exactly. The whole church, like, ooh, because they know. <laughs> and then he calls me, come, come, come to the front, come to the front. All right. So I go, and I remember this vividly. He had these big blue eyes, and he looked into my soul, man. He just stared at me, and he looked at me. He said, brother, let me tell you, your wife is going to get saved. Because oh, he asked me, where's your wife? I said, oh, I'm divorced. He said, listen, brother, your wife is going to get saved. And the whole church erupts. You are nothing. They're clapping. And I'm like, no. <laughs> because I, I, it took me a long time to overcome this. I'm going forward now. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm going for I, I can't I can't do this. I don't know how to fix it. It is it is damaged. It's it's gone. It's it's unfixable. Yeah. You know, the words that used to come out of my mouth, I was very, very quick with my words, had to cut her to pieces so I can prove myself bigger and stronger. You, mm -hmm. you can't fix this. Do you know what I mean? So I, I even went to pastors and said, what was that? Did you tell him anything? He said, I haven't spoken to him, Steve. I said, I don't believe you. You know, I was I was very aggro. I was like, there was no female sitting next to me on the sound desk. How would he know that I am married? How? Why would he? Why would he know this? But here we go. God had a plan. So, God had a plan, and I'm telling you, when she came in, I'm I'm, I'm starting to connect the dots. I'm like, could? Mm. And all of a sudden, now it's could that be possible? But again, I'm I'm skeptic, man. So I, I went to pastor. I said, you know, pastor, I'm 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 sorry, but with all due respect, do, 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 don't you think that this is a bit of a show? Now the, those I've seen those tears before. They're crocodile tears. This is uh, there is a hidden agenda behind her coming. That's, That's true. not the ex-wife that I know, and it was true. You know, but uh, all of a sudden, and okay, was it? The same thing, or, or, or no. you know, a few weeks after that, she get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm like, nah. She used to mock these churches. She's so not. Much. She's not. We used to on our on the floor laughing. What, 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 a, what a zoo, you know? I said no. And guess what? He's praying for. Her. Yes, yes, yes. Let's give God praise. I'm like, what praise for what? And she got, he said she got filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I don't accept that. So I remember the next service, uh, he pulled the altar call. So he goes to the altar and I made sure to position where I'm sitting right next to her at the <laughs> yeah, altar. Make sure it was this. real. Exactly. Exactly. And it was, so I'm, she's speaking in tongues. I'm like, oh man, you know, so look, it, it was supernatural. It was supernatural, and and then, and then I'm still not convinced. I'm I'm tormented. I, I don't know how could this work. I I went home. I threw that envelope in the bin. I rang her. I said, "Listen, this is what happened. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm doing. 
but I just don't want to, you know, lead you astray. Let's let's just pause. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. She understood, you know, blah, blah, blah. And but I'm tormented. I'm now now Pauline is coming to every service. I'm like, my goodness gracious, I, I can't handle this. So here is Mr. Mr. Uh, good man here. I go to her. Listen, I'm so happy for you that you got saved. Uh, but I'm, I'm not handling this. You're like well. you're like Jonah here. You're upset. Uh, <laughs> Revival's and, happening. Uh, I'm telling you. Exactly. 